The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? In the first series Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. clients. Identify so fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Today we're going to talk a little SEO news. Joining us is Jordan Cooney, who is the founder and CEO of Previsible.io, which is an SEO consulting and education company that helps support enterprise businesses as they scale their organic search traffic. They offer consulting, they help people find jobs, they are generally wonderful members of the SEO community. And in addition to providing us with our guest today, Previsible is also a sponsor of the Voices of Search podcast. And today, Jordan and I are going to discuss what's happening with Google's antitrust trial. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash a w t all right here's the first part of my conversation with jordan cooney the founder and ceo of previsible jordan welcome to the voices of search podcast hello there ben glad to be back as always always good to hear from you buddy and now that we're done talking fantasy football trades (laughs) which let's be honest took us a good 15 minutes we got to get down to business and talk about what really matters in the search industry and to me It's all about what's happening with Google and the federal government of the United States of America. The big antitrust trial is starting. Catch us up. What's been happening with Google and their legal battles? Well, I mean, this isn't new news in the sense that Google is dealing with an antitrust trial. And basically, 
really the Justice Department's uh, way of trying to regulate or restrict Google's size. And, and it's been done before in the tech industry. It's happened to Microsoft, which is part of the comedy here and we should talk about, which is that the CEO of Microsoft has been part of this trial and has, has uh, shown up and um, provided testimony on his perspective on what's happening in search. But the reality is, in terms of what's happening right now, is the Justice Department filed on October 2nd, which was a Monday, filed a lawsuit against Alphabet, which is Google's parent company. And essentially, what we can expect to see happen here is a lot of what's happened in the past with Google, which is they're going to obviously object to this particular trial, and they're going to they're going to fight back on their perspective in terms of their position in the market. All right. So my understanding is, yeah, okay, the federal government thinks that Google owns too much of the advertising market share. Google is saying what they're doing is fine. And a lot of this comes down to Google having default placements with other hardware manufacturers. So namely, Google is paying Apple for placement as the default placement in search, billions of dollars. Is that unfair? Are they doing this other places for us to debate? Am I missing anything else other than the default search placements being available sort of universally for Google being the problem? I mean, default search placements is one of them. How Google uses data and what data they are able to use is another. The ad and the ad business and and how their ad business has maybe in some cases been a monopoly or controls certain verticals is another topic of discussion here. Uh, in this antitrust lawsuit, essentially they are attacking the dominant search position that Google has, both from the underbelly of like the data and the information and the control that they have with that information, all the way to the partnerships and the relationships that they make with third-party manufacturers such as Apple. All right. So what's happened so far in this trial and who's winning? Well, I mean, the CEO of Microsoft has come on on the docket and has been part of this trial, which is kind of comedic because the biggest uh, historical event when it comes to tech antitrust lawsuit is Microsoft. And that's really where the precedence is. And Nadella here is actually coming out and making some pretty bold statements, including uh, statements around AI and how AI is not, let me repeat, not going to be disruptive in terms of the search industry which I think is a pretty bold statement considering every single actor, including Microsoft in their purchase of OpenAI, fundamentally doesn't believe that. I mean, why else would Microsoft integrate ChatGPT and OpenAI into their own search engine, Bing, if they didn't believe that it could be a disruptor to search? But in any case, these are the kinds of trial type activities that we've been seeing so far early in this trial, which is likely to last 10 weeks. So what else do you think we're going to see over the next, I don't know, nine, nine and a half weeks as the trial begins to unfold? Well, I think that we've had a lot of the big open discussions around Apple. We've had some of the big open discussions around how Microsoft is now involved in it. What we're going to start to see now is a little bit more about how the Justice Department is building its case with respect to whether or not Google has, in fact, built a genuine monopoly position or controlling position within the products that they offer. We're going to start to see them pull back the curtain on what data, um, what data and what examples or 
companies that are going to be providing their position in terms of exposure as to the impact to their businesses and the impact to their customers because of Google's position. How do you feel about this? You think Google's actually a monopoly? Uh, should they be broken up? Is this a rightful antitrust lawsuit or is Google just winning in the game that they're playing fairly? That's a really tough question to answer. I fundamentally believe that Google has a monopoly position and in particular they have one in our country when it comes to search experiences and how they both manage the ad experience as well as the overall data that they're able to aggregate. And I do fundamentally believe that they leverage that to their advantage and they use that to scale and grow other businesses that they have. We can go back in history and just take a look at the acquisition of DoubleClick and how they use that to now have a network of sites that they're able to put additional ads and create more ad revenue. If we're just looking at the ad business as one of those verticals. So the reality is, yes, they have a monopolistic position. Do they use it is the part that's very hard to prove. And will the government be able to prove that? I don't know. That's the piece that I don't know if they're going to be able to quantifiably prove that and then find a way to restrict how this company grows, which I think is the harder piece to this. The 10-week trial will be one piece. If the verdict comes down that they do have this position, how they decide on what to do, that will be very, very tricky. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. What I'm Googling right now, ironically, is how many Google searches happen per day. First uh, answer box says 8.5 million searches per day on Google. And to me, the question is, okay, how many non-Google searches are happening? When you account for how many searches are happening in e-commerce on sites like, I don't know, Amazon, Walmart, eBay, now let's take into consideration everyone that's searching for information in things like ChatGPT. Okay, now you have Bing, the actual search competitor. What about Apple's search box looking for the App Store? There's, there's all of these different verticalized searches, and we think of search as in Google competitors, but that's not really the game in my opinion. 
Google is fighting a multi-front war in advertising. Their competition is not Bing. Their competition is Facebook. Google is working in shopping. They have an unfair amount of information because they have all of the product searches. Well, who has more product searches? Is it Google or is it Amazon? Like, Google makes hardware as well. They're competing with Apple. So, like, I guess what I'm getting to, and I'm spouting out my personal opinion, Google has a monopoly in search like Apple has a monopoly on expensive hardware like Amazon has a monopoly in e-commerce like Facebook has a monopoly in social media. All of these gigantic tectonic-sized tech companies are competing with each other. And yes, some are winning in some and some have a foothold in one industry but not the other. So I guess where I have a hard time with all of this is... If you're going to say Google has taken advantage of having a monopoly in search or advertising and their business needs to be broken up, you have to split off the double click portion of the business or you have to uh, say that they can't be the default search in Apple. How are you not going and saying that, I don't know, Apple doesn't have a monopoly in app distribution or Amazon doesn't have a monopoly in e-commerce and they shouldn't be able to use their cloud infrastructure to know what people are buying. Like, isn't this unfair to single out one company, uh, you know, as opposed to all of what let's call big tech? It's a, it, you're, you're nailing down the argument for Google perfectly, which is big tech is beyond the walls of search. And that's the garden that we are playing within. Uh, And that is exactly the argument that you're going to hear from all the Google lawyers with respect to this. Now, the interesting piece about what the Justice Department has this time that they didn't have in previous cases, because this has been an issue for the better part of a decade now for Google, is they actually have the CEO of a former search engine, Neva, that actually went defunct and got sold to Snowflake. And they're claiming that the reason that they went out of business is because of Google's malpractice or control of the monopolistic market that they have in search. That's going to be this CEO's claim. Now, will he be credible enough? And with the CEO of Microsoft now coming in saying that AI isn't going to take over the world of search, will that be credible enough for a jury and in this trial, eventually a judgment on whether or not Google is somehow taking control of the market unfairly. I've been incredibly critical at times of Google on this podcast. And mostly, you know, when they try to play with the search algorithm and say that it's altruistic, but generally it tends to favor the business interest of Google. I think in search, they potentially tilt the scales to their own products or services or take advantage of other people's content to profit on their business. Right. I think the zero click and no answers and it's just Google taking your content and cutting you out, which is something that I've gone on the record and said I'm not a huge fan of. There needs to be better attribution and ways that businesses should be able to harvest the value from their content. But in this case, I'm on Big G's side. I can't see the tech companies competing fairly with each other. And then saying that one of them has a monopoly in search when they're paying one of the other big companies for that placement. You know why you never heard of 
Neva, Sneva, Sativa, whatever company <laughs> we're talking about here. Because they didn't have the infrastructure or product that merited people to be that interested. I've heard of DuckDuckGo, right? I've heard of Bing Search. They did something and had differentiation and position. It's not like they've got, you know, market caps that are so unbelievably high that they're just going to out. No, these little startups that are coming out that are trying to take advantage of search are pissed because Google has deeper products and a better product. And at the end of the day, I think where Google, Google's best interests and, and the federal government's best interests is letting the best product and the best user experience, the thing that people want to win. And I fundamentally believe that people want Google search to be the primary default in things like their iPhone. And yes, we should be able to choose our search boxes, but it doesn't mean that Google's doing anything by being the default. I actually think that's what people want. I 100% agree with you. I think... Um... I actually don't think that the government has a leg to stand on on this one. And it's going to be interesting. The only advantage they have in this trial, at least that we know of right now, we don't know everything because we don't get the disclosures on any of these documents, is that they have the CEO of this previous search engine that says the reason we failed is because of Google. The only real leg that the government would have is if they could find some report that internally within Google, they were like colluding together to destroy another search engine. If they ever got that report that they try to take out Yahoo or take out Bing or take out this Neva, and they actually have emails about how they were going to use data or they were going to use, you know, manipulate users who visited the website with their ads or anything like that. But I don't think they have that. I think that was deleted a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jordan Cooney. Join us again tomorrow when Jordan and I continue our conversation talking about Apple entering the search chat. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can visit his company's website, which is previsible.io, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E.io. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. 
Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. Oh,